Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the worst idea. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst Hello, everybody, and welcome to Family Time. And thank you once again to our beautiful friend Montaigne in Australia for our theme song. Yeah. I don't even know if you knew that I was using that now, Guy, but um, do you remember that when Montaigne made that awesome theme for us like years ago? Yeah. I've busted it out. That's so cool. Montaigne is phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't believe mm-hmm. I can't believe we're in the big leagues. The boys no are in the big it. leagues. How um I want to talk to you, my brother. Yes. And I want to know how you are. I'm delighted to see you without a shirt on. It's, wow. It's it's, it's it's tone setting. Very exciting peep behind the curtain. Tim, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one further right now. I'm no pants. Un, I'm only in undies. Undies and a cap. I thought the cap Shit. sort of formalized the outfit. I can't, so I can't actually read the cap because of how I've got my, oh, there we go. I don't work here. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Very nice. I've rolled out of bed to talk to you. And it's, At it's, what, a crisp 9 a.m. your time? 9 a.m. my time. Um, I stayed, I'm in Adelaide, city of the future. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they say that, but. Um, that rings a bell. I had a couple Is that of, a thing? I don't know. But I'm I tell you, Hamilton. Yeah. I had a couple of tins. I did a. I did my show. I did a late show. I'm loving Adelaide, by the way. Um, awesome. Is Adelaide s- loving you? I think so. I mean, the the very the, you know the the people who have seen me, I think, have enjoyed me. I don't think that at large they've got an opinion on me. I don't um, know. That they're well, discussing me down at the council chambers. No, I reckon your legend will only grow as uh, as the first few people creep in to see you, and then they start telling their Adelaidean friends and so on and so forth. The Adelads and Adelaides. Can't believe I haven't exactly. said that all week. God damn, sitting right there, and the Adelaide thems. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Adder everybody. I, yeah, and uh, everybody. I did a um, I did a ropes. There's like a really cool. Adelaide's an interesting place because it's the CBD's contained by like a um, 
a green belt. There's like a square or a rectangle of parkland around the central business district of Adelaide. So the entire middle Gorgeous. is contained by park. And uh, yesterday, Chris Park is here as well, friend of the podcast from the Mail Gaze. And we went and did like a um, treetop high ropes course. Like where you, you, you wear a carabiner and you strap in and you go up really high on trees and you, you, know, you traverse between the trees doing various different like obstacles or whatever. And um, my arms, and boy, are my arms tired. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. I used my arm muscles in a way that I, because I basically just run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in agony. To hold this microphone is, feels somewhat tiring. Oh, damn, dude. You really gave it what, I gave for? everything, yeah. Wow. And what I a fun re- thing to do. It, it, it sounds like an um, adult's playground, mm. you know, like a something that normally well, would be it was it was children. but also it is for kids um there's different difficulty courses and there was mm-hmm. I, we did see one kid who was having what i think even in their adulthood will be remembered as one of the worst days of their life oh no i know yeah, the temptation and, is to feel bad tim but it, it must be said from an outsider's perspective it was very very funny just like i a mean kid. Lay, lay it on me brother what was going wow. on what there's like you know there's 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 a bit of zip lining to be done, and uh-huh. um so there's wait like, is this free access is this just stuff no you you do, you're gonna you pay, pay for this. you pay to do they're it they're right um but there's like it's just really high on a platform probably like ten meters off the ground standing on a platform there's a zip line to another tree it's the only way to get down they've already traversed yeah. like you know four sets of obstacles to get there and there's like the thing is you're you're like clipped into a uh, your carabiner or like there's this sort of clip that clips into like a cable that connects all of it so you're always connected mm-hmm. to something you know and so there's a big backlog of traffic and you can't go backwards so the only yeah. way to get down is to go down the zip line and we like we finished one course and we walked past and it's just the beginning and you can see it like bu- bubbling up you can see that this kid really doesn't want to do it. and to, to just for further context when we did the safety briefing this kid looked pretty nervous and oh no the mum like after the safety briefing, everyone's going to, out to go on the course, and the kid's like, "This seems complicated." And the mum's like, "You're gonna love it." <laughs> How old is this kid? Uh, I'm gonna say eleven. And what kind of read did you get on the mum? What do you suspect about I this think, mum? Who is she? I think the mum, like I, I think everyone's intentions are pure. I think the mum wants the kid. To, That's like, not the question I asked. What's the question? Who is she? Everyone's intentions are pure. Everyone's the hero of their own story. But what it takes is a bystander from New Zealand, a third-party observer, to look upon the situation and cast some judgment and possibly some uh, aspersions. Uh, She's just... She's she's a a blonde woman in her early 40s who is just out with her son, just... I guess trying to get through a Friday, um, you know, she's seen there's this activity they can do. They've yeah. gone to the activity. The sun, I think, is like, it's you know, conceptually these things are good for self confidence and like you know, yes. you, they can be a real thrill. Yes. Um, but we just saw one going wrong. You know, we just like the kid was just having. There's a, one in every pack, I think. Yeah, at but, least one. If you've got a group of um, yeah. teens or preteens doing those sort of confidence courses, they were style like things. They were up. They were up there for I want to say half an hour, 
half an oh, hour of the meltdown, which is oh, so no. long. And were then, you like, so were you behind them like waiting to go? No, no, were we because so, the... there's five different courses, so you can go like. And it was on the. It's they were doing it on the first course, like the you know the learning course or whatever. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. we just uh, carefully avoided that. Um, <laughs> any, I mean, look, I don't, I don't even know why I got so deep into this, but it was like th- this. This kid's not going to be able to look at trees again, and there are trees yeah, everywhere in this city. That fucking sucks. We've had good times in trees. I so desire doing a, a second season of podcast in a tree. Mm. Um, it'd be so hard to pull off. I feel like we were sort of able to do it because we were, we were. In a pandemic, was it like in be- yeah, was it in between the lockdowns that we had? I think it was. That yeah. we did it, so it, f- it felt like anything was possible, and there was a lot more free time sort of abound. But yeah. then again, we did also smash them out. Like we did a little bit of planning, and then we really, you know, we filmed we did a lot tree, over two days. Yeah, tree research, and then, yeah. and then your podcast. That's that's. I mean, that's showbiz. If anyone who wants a glimpse behind the curtain, that's sometimes you're sitting in your underpants in Adelaide. Sometimes you're you're up a tree. You do your tree search and then you do your um, recording. That's nice. How are you doing? What's making headlines in the world of Tim Bat? I uh, just had a cup of coffee, so all is well. Oh. Really just enjoying coffee at the moment. I actually gave you up coffee yeah, for a little yeah. bit. Welcome back. And fuck that, can I just say. Two fingers to um, abstinence. What, what inspired coffee. that and what inspired you breaking? I could feel myself getting reliant on it, and maybe I am, but I'm just willing to fucking play that as it as it is yeah. uh, these days. I got a toddler, you know, he's not the best sleeper in the world. Sometimes coffee's going to be in the mix, and I yeah. said that's okay. But I do, I really, um, I don't like, you know, the feeling of getting dependent on anything. I don't mm. like the feeling of addiction creeping in. Mm. to my life and i've felt it before um luckily i don't think i've had a chemical i never started smoking because i know that i've you know it would be impossible for me to stop if i started and i've known that from a pretty young age Mm. so i just never fucked with um with nicotine cigarettes uh gaming i've dabbled i've i've you know got in a little deep briefly and been like oh fucking uninstall this game gaming is so fun it is it is fun but it is fun it is but i've i i've got a real guilt about laying hours into a game i feel a real deep guilt you, about it and maybe the thing that needs that, to change is the guilt yeah i think that is something that's worth looking into because tim you enjoy you you deserve to enjoy your life red dead red dead redemption 2 which i have purchased and not started playing yet but oh, I've been man. sitting there. Sitting that's gonna there be that's gonna be a big adventure for you when you crack into that. I loved um, the Last of Us. Yeah, and I might buy that for PC. Well, it's a very expensive considering it's a port. Anyway, um, look, we got some messages here from our friends, guy, from our friends in our Fano, our yeah. family. Yeah, you're on family time. Um, and you know, of course, guy mentioned that he's in Adelaide. How many shows have you got left, by the way? Uh, I've got two left. City. Cool. So, and then so, what's next? For, what's on the comedy calendar for oh, you next? Well, then I will be the next place I'll do a show is in Canberra, and then mm-hmm. I'll be at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Um, and for anyone listening, it's important to say that Tim will be there too, and we will yeah. be there together doing a live podcast on Easter Sunday. 
Yes, there are tickets still available, but not very many. Yeah. Um, at this stage, so if you want to grab those, the um, the link is in the show notes. But if you just go to, uh, you know, you know how Linktree do their thing. Yeah. It's the word Linktree, but you put the dot just before the two e's, so it's linktree.ee slash twiletpod. Um, yeah. That doesn't sound like it means anything when you say it out loud. No, no, but, but that, man that who, will take you to the links. Who knows his URLs? Uh, and what and about you, Tim? You've got you've got a slate of gigs coming up. Uh, so Melbourne, Sid- Sydney, um, just two shows in Sydney, Auckland, Wellington, and uh, we'll get to the mailbag so momentarily. But I I just I got to say this: if you're in Oz, if you're in Sydney or Melbourne, um, please come. Please bring a friend. This is the uh, the first time ever that I've been given a festival managed venue by the festival. So the festival have deigned to um, put me on their little yes. list of yeah. accepted personnel, and I'm in a <laughs> tiny room. And uh, and it would it would be awesome if I could sell that out or get as close to it as um, as possible. So Hell yeah. please come and bring some mates. Get the concession ticket. I never give a shit about it. like just just. Do what it takes be, to get there. You He's, could be a millionaire. I don't care. Get the concession ticket. Claim you're unemployed. I don't give a shit. Just, you know, get there. Bums and seats. He's in, and I just want to say for the listener, Tim is in sparkling form. And um, Oh, that's very sweet. It's important that you, you go along. The name of the show itself is funny, which is, is climate change funny yet? Yeah, it's a... <laughs> and and I, I can't wait to rest- find out the answer. One of New Zealand's youngest ever recipients of the Billy T Award and the Fred Award, um, Reese Matheson, is uh, directing the show, and we've been we've been trying to shape the climate change material, mm. and um, you know it's getting there. It's getting there. And there's I some love good to bits. Hear it. There's some good bits. Comedy's fun, but it takes a bit of work. I've got a message from the first of April 2022, so that's almost so close to a full year old. Yeah, well, you better read it then. Hi, Tim. I've been a fan of Twiwat for a couple of years now, but I've only just recently discovered the annual podcast you and Guy take part in with the McElroys till death do us blart. If you guys... Now, sorry, Guy, I'm the screen I'm reading from is kind of far away and the text is kind of small, so if I stumble, let's put it down to yeah, yeah. my eyesight. If you guys still had access to the email address associated with said pod, I would have messaged you there, but alas, we do not live in such a timeline. Therefore, I must burden your regular inbox with this information. I decided to binge the series, which involved me watching Paul Blart 2 once before listening to the first five episodes. Paul Blart 1 once for the origin episode, and then Paul Blart 2 once more for the 2020 commentary. All in all, an agonizing 16-plus hour day. <laughs> this fucker did it in a one day. day. <laughs> Although I am a huge fan of the content you've produced so far, I must admit that I have one major issue with the opinions of you and your comrades. You see, in the later episodes, you all use the scene to antagonize Paul Blart, mentioning he yells at the bird before it begins showing aggressive behavior. Although, I agree that Paul Blart is a horrible person. The writers failed immensely with making him a redeemable person. I could honestly write an essay about the film's failures with its comedy. He was right to act in this way toward the bird. In order to explain why I've decided to defend this monster of a man, I must tell you that when I was in high school, I volunteered to work at a small local zoo, Forest Park in Springfield, Massachusetts, circa 2017, which had two of these exact cranes at the time. When I saw the crane appear on 
on screen, I felt my heart sink into the inky black depths of my despair. The uh, Balearica regulorum, aka the grey-crowned crane or African-crowned crane, is one of the most hostile creatures I've ever personally encountered in my life. Most of my time at the zoo was spent bringing animals their meals and cleaning their enclosures daily. In doing this weekly for the summer of 2017, I had been rammed by goats, bitten by snakes, peed on, stepped in more different types of shit than I'm willing to admit. I have had multiple cockroaches crawl all over my hands while trying to feed the reptiles. I've been chased by peacocks and turkeys. I've carried a live porcupine and a 30-pound snake with my bare hands. But nothing, nothing compares to the fear and dread I had when I had to clean the the crane enclosures. These were the only animals us volunteers were allowed to interact with that required two supervisors to be present. (laughs) You were not allowed to enter the enclosure alone. At least two people had to be there at a time in order to clean. While one person used a rake to clean up any dirt or crap that was on the floor, the other would have to flap their arms and yell in order to keep the cranes from lunging at us. Oh my God. Sometimes even having to use a spear rake to push them back. These fuckers would take offense if they so much as thought you were looking at them. Oftentimes, there would be two people distracting the cranes while one frantically swept away the sins of these demons. I honestly don't know if this provides any substance to your thoughts on the scene, but I do hope it gives you some fresh insight for the next time you have to watch the film. I just know that these birds are total assholes. Paul, for one single time in this entire movie, did the right thing. I sympathize with him. I share his trauma. And watching y'all progressively start to think of him as the ass in this scene makes my blood boil. Anyway, I love you all's content. Keep up the good work. Just remember, the bird sucks. And I'd hate to watch and I'd hate to watch what once was the only highlights in the movie be soured by untrue thoughts. Well Best regards, Rye. Rye. I mean, this is a powerful is this anecdotal evidence or is this something more is this like hard data i be, i believe everything you've written but i think the important piece of context the the sticking the one sticky thought i had while i i i heard your argument is that paul blart has absolutely no familiarity with this bird he maybe incidentally winds up doing the right thing by antagonizing it but he, I don't think that Paul Blart knows which species. What you know. Of, yeah, I don't think he knows that this is an aggressive bird. Mm. I, I might be wrong. I mean, you, you can counter this, Tim, but I just feel like he's not coming at it from the same place that you are, being like, I know I have to do this in order to, you know, maintain control of this cage cleaning. Yeah. It, I'm not going to weigh in. I, I think, Ryan, you have both presented good points, and I'm going to let it. It's a great it dispatch. Is. I loved it. I've got, um, I've got a, a lengthy DM here from our Twitter, at TwiwatPod, mm-hmm. and it reads as follows. Dear fellows, it's in reference to a recent episode of this season, Abby right. Howell's hard line on eating snacks during the movie itself reminded me of a disastrous experience seeing A Quiet Place in cinemas. <laughs> oh, cool. The premise of the movie involves monsters with acute hearing who attack at even the slightest sound, so the characters have to remain as quiet as possible throughout. Much of the tension relies on the near-silent soundtrack. 
So my friends and I, showing up late was especially conspicuous. Everyone could distinctly hear us letting ourselves in and shuffling and stumbling to find our seats. Even worse was realizing that every snack we had brought with us was crunchy. Popcorn, choc tops, M&Ms, Doritos, you name it. Doritos, no. I considerately tried to chew as slowly as possible out of respect for the immersion of my fellow film guys. But there comes a point of diminishing returns when you're so focused on breaking up a single chip in your mouth that you're not paying attention to the movie and enjoying a mouthful every five minutes. Oh my God. We thought we'd have to suffer the indignity of eating our snacks after the movie, but mercifully, there's a scene where the characters make their way behind a rushing waterfall so they can have a conversation without the monsters hearing them. The wall of sound during this brief scene was our cue to wolf down as many of our snacks as possible. (laughs) And as you'd expect, we didn't feel great putting that much junk food into our systems that quickly. My takeaway, nobody cares how noisily you chew during the trailers. Eat while the lights are on and then enjoy the movie with a full tummy. I'd also like to add into the record that the Choc Top is my movie snack of choice, a position I fiercely defended against the popcorn-loving coward Diego Soriano on my podcast, The Muck Pod, spelled M-U-K-P-O-D. The episode will be out by the time you read this, and I'm sure that I absolutely destroyed him in both the substance rebuttal and name-calling portions of the debate. Long live the Choc Top. Say my name like you just don't care. Josh Machant. You care a little. Nah. A cool I was quite proud of the way I said it, but um, I did care a little. You're, you're absolutely right. It was a cool name, made cooler by how you said it. Mm. Man, that is such a funny movie to come in late with snacks. crunchy, crinkly snacks. The Doritos is the thing that if I was if I was sat anywhere, near, if I was sat in that cinema with you, I'd be like, you got to be you got to be fucking joking, <laughs> mate. It's the come opening. On. The opening of the packets is like. The uh, the whole thing's bad with Doritos though. The opening's bad. The eating is bad. The, the re- opening is probably the worst. Bit. The reaching for the chip is even noisy. I'm sure this is a Seinfeld episode or Friends or something, but you can kind of sneeze open a packet of chips in a cinema though. You can cough open. I know, but a, a it's bag it, of lollies. you can, but it's also different now because it's like how many yeah, that's public true. displays of being ill can you put forward before people hate you for an entirely different reason? It's a very good point. Um, another message, guy. Yeah. Hello, my dear friends, Tim and Guy. I've been waiting a long time to talk to you guys. Uh, I hasten to add, this is another one from basically a year ago. I started listening to the show in, I'm pretty sure, 2019. I decided I would wait till I fully caught up before I sent my email, and it's finally happened. You guys are basically (laughs) the only podcast I listen to. Can I I pause you? I just love, I mean, like, I understand the the want to be all the way up to speed, you know, like the completionist and everyone being like, I'm finally, I've done it, I've completed it, here it is. And then just like the sort of messy back catalogue of content we've since created and like, you know, the amount of correspondence that's come through the passages. So thank you for this. And um, sorry that it's not like really neat and tidy and that it didn't get read like the day afterwards so that it could really feel like, True, a satisfying true. closing of the circle. It's all part of it, though, isn't it? Is it is big it's, time. It's it's of a piece. Um, you guys are basically the only pod I listen to. Thank you for making it. I've never pissed or shit myself in public like you guys. I want to, <laughs> but this week I puked all over the inside of my co-worker's brand new car, and I just wanted to share that with you. Also. People always recommend terrible, shitty things for you guys to watch, and I want to do something different. Have you guys ever seen 
Dream Corp LLC. It's an incredible show that I think you'd really like. It's got Mark... Mm, I'm going to get you to pronounce this guy. P-R-O-K-S-C-H. Proksh? Sounds like that. Of On Cinema fame. Oh, On Cinema at the cinema. Oh, far out. And it's really... And it's really cool. You should look it up. You should look up... Sorry. You should look up pictures from it. It's hard to describe. There's some punctuation things going on there. Um, sorry if the if the wording in this is crazy. Thank you guys again for your cool and funny show. Much love from... You want to take a stab at where this person is in the world, guy? Mexico. Wyoming. Ah. Oh, he always talked about how Japan was his Mexico. You're in the fast verse too much. Shout my name. Charlie! <laughs> nice shout. Thank you. I did want a little more context on the spew. Um, mm. Motion sickness, inebriation, tummy bug. Sometimes it's a combo of all three. Fear. Sometimes you get a little bit hammered when you went out when you shouldn't have because you were just teetering. Like, yeah. And, and then you get in the car and someone takes a corner a bit fast and you're like, all right, you've officially I broken the Actually, I did a, there's a big garden. It's called the Garden of Unearthly Delights at the Adelaide Fringe. It's this huge garden with all these like Spiegel tents and shows. And there's like a carnival section at the back with all these different carnival rides. And one of them was the Kamikaze. And it's one of those like. That, can I just say that sounds insanely fun. It is so impressive. I wish cool. I was there. Yeah, it's sick. It sounds fucking lit. I. But it's like one of those, you know, those things that goes, it's like a, it's like a loop-de-loop, basically. The only, the ride, the whole ride is a loop-de-loop where you go, you get brought up and you get held upside down and then you spin around and you get, get held up and you go upside down. You just keep going in circles around and around. And it goes. one's the Simpsons got an episode where someone spits and then it like swings around and hits Lisa or something? Uh, it's possible, yeah. But... I was waiting to do it. I was quite excited to do it. I love the feeling of being upside down. And as a sidebar, well, I don't know if it's a sidebar, but um, I d- I, well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on with the story. So while I was with Chris Park and we were watching it. We were watching the one, the, the go through before it was my turn. And like halfway through the ride, just something like, you, you can see something solid come out of one of the cabs. And we were like, huh. And then... <laughs> You can hear like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then it, they can't stop the ride. It just keeps going for as long as it's going. But someone is throwing up. <laughs> oh. And it's like you're getting flung around so fast and then also being oh held upside God. down and stopped. Oh, my fucking God. That's so gross. <laughs> it would take on like interesting qualities too and we got to watch the dismount too where it came down and it was just like you know this mo- the most shaken oh. looking really drunk woman i've seen <laughs> just like the one this, who vomited yeah maybe this one. did the, you see the person who it hit though well i don't think it hit any i think it was on her and her friend i i don't believe that i don't believe that i don't think i don't think it hit anyone because there's no, no one way. underneath it Oh, what? So, hold, okay, maybe this is a different ride to the one I was thinking of. So, how many people are on the ride at a time when uh, it goes? It could be like 20, but in this instance, oh, it probably does like it, Wait, does it spin around in a circle? And it Not like it spins around in a circle like a clock goes around and around. Like, it's, it's, it's spinning around. It's not like, 
It's not a whirly bird. Like it's not. Oh, okay. It's perpendicular. It's perpendicular to the ground. It's not parallel. I like the, to the clock ground. things helping me visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a clock. So it's kind of cl- you, you're like yeah. on a thing on a clock arm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It being slung around. Yeah, it. yeah. You got it. Yeah, I, I have seen another one on that diff- the one you're thinking of, which is like say, you know, a clock is parallel to the ground. We'll call we'll call that a spinning top. I oh, haven't actually with my I think I've spoken about this on the on on the maybe back when it was the friend zone. I was with my friend Oscar and like we did it at the Christchurch A and P show and a a bar came off the right and <laughs> smacked him on the head. It was called the Gravitron. And then I do he, not remember this story. He spewed up and like you're pinned against the wall because of what it's going so did fast. Did he spew like concussion vomit? Maybe a little. We hit. were young, we didn't know. And it like the spew was pinned against his body. <laughs> like because it's going so fast, the spew was like pinned against <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Those Funny times. Centripetal and centrifugal forces. Um not, they they really fuck with vomit. Not to be trifled with. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I got one here, Tim. Hi I'd love to hear it. fellows. There's a very slim chance you'll read this in time, but at the end of your current season, which is the Fast and the Furious season. After you've watched Fast and Furious 1, the first of the Furious, you need to then watch all the rest of the movies one more time in order. The new context you'll have for each of them will provide for some excellent revelations, and I think reflecting on your previous theories and basically making fun of how wrong you were, insulting, could be pretty funny. Thanks, say my name, even if it isn't, Derek. Not a terrible idea. (laughs) No, it's basically what our appetite will be at that point in time for more family yeah i think so have you cast any um mental (laughs) have you thought about (laughs) there's no way that i could finish that sentence in the way i'd started Mm -hmm. it have you thought about what how we're going to treat fast 10 when it does come out no do we have to wait till we get to the end of the season i think so i am i think so too yeah 
sort of scared of fast 10 i want i don't yeah. want you know like it's we're at, we're at an interesting point in time where it's like we're going back to the roots and we're also mm. being pulled into the future and i feel like i've just come from there and i know what lies there and i don't want any part of it yeah i hear you hi tim Huge fan of the show. It got me through months of working through a horrible job at a grocery store, and I can't thank you enough for how much you two have made me laugh. Pause. This is Tim's commentary now. I reckon all service jobs should let you have an earbud in because it would just make the day yeah. so much easier and nicer. Yeah. And we should all just learn how to do good customer service while listening yeah, to a lot, podcast. I mean, like, you can just pause people it. Have, yeah, it's, it's the podcast thing, which is hard with it. Like, music, I feel like you can navigate life with an AirPod That's and no, true. no trouble. But podcasting yeah. is, is different. I've always maintained that I could do any job, really, as long as it was with cool people. Like, the co-workers were all good, and I could listen to the music I want to listen to at the time. And I could, like... I could I could somewhat happily scrub toilets for a living if those two conditions were met. Yeah. Um, that's not why I'm writing this email. We're back in the message. Your new show on Worst Day of All Time should be watching and reviewing every episode of the hit TV show Riverdale. That shit is so crazy, you're not going to believe. The dialogue is horrific. The plot, nonsensical. It has everything you could ever want and also everything you would normally want to avoid at all costs. I figured it would be nice that you could watch a new episode every episode rather than re-watching the same thing. Mm. I promise Riverdale will not disappoint. Anyway, that's the pitch. Have a great day, Ian. Thanks, Ian. It does, I, I've seen glimpses. It does look like it reads like delightful nonsense. I've quite enjoyed um, staying in a hotel means that you watch hotel TV. So you just turn it on. There's always a movie playing that you would never choose to put on and like, Mm-hmm. You know, glimpses of um, Twilight, which seems to always be playing in Australia. Also, there was a, a movie starring Sarah Jessica Parker and Hugh Grant where they go on witness protection, which was kind of like Buzzing. delightfully bad, but you know, like intriguing because you're like, you got this, is all, this is all the fucking ingredients of a movie here. Yeah. So I kind of like watching shit like that, but I think it's more of a, more as a hobbyist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too right. Does um, Riverdale click in with Sabrina? Because I don't know why, but I I watched Sabrina, the new Sabrina that they made. Was uh, that a Netflix thing? Yeah, I think it was. And I feel like for some weird reason, it's sort of inside the Riverdale universe. But Maybe. I, every, I mean, all intellectual property has to cross. Up. It's funny that the network executives are now taking a leaf out of my book and saying that yeah. all, all movies exist in the same universe and yeah. TV shows. Mm. I've got a banger. And I'm going to call it Tim. This is the last one for us. It certainly is. Guy and Tim, I'm dying to know, out of the characters in every one of the films you've given the worst idea treatment to, who would be your A, dream blunt rotation, and B, nightmare blunt rotation? I imagine Lenny Fader and the gang would be a riot to share a J with, but the Sex and the City Girls could be fun too. You two are my dream. You two are on my dream blunt rotation. Say my name, Michelle. That's so nice, Michelle. I feel genuinely honoured to be on someone's dream blunt rotation. Yeah. Um, Samantha Jones is definitely in my dream team. I'm going to say three for each one. Okay. Uh, guy, <laughs> there we go. Um, guy just knocked his camera, so I was looking at the ceiling for a second. Samantha Jones is in the dream team. Um. Uh. 
the I can't remember the the janitor from Grown Ups Two is in my nightmare team. The janitor, John Lovitz. John Lovitz, yeah, creepy, creepy little yeah, great man. <clears throat> um, Lenny Faders in the dream team. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. And occupying that third spot, um, it's going to be and. This may be surprising for some people. Um, I've forgotten his name, which is pretty bad. The actor um, from the Emmanuel series, James Bond. Lazenby. Yeah, George Lazenby. Dream? George Lazenby. Dream team. Samantha Jones, George Lazenby, and Lenny Fader. I like it. I like it. It sounds like a good time. And just for the record, when I choose, I'll, um, I'm going to go... We can't pick the same players. So you pick oh, your... I'm sorry I went first then. No, so no. You, you, I like you go with your Nightmare team then. So I can't occupy all the spaces on the board first. Nightmare blunt rotation. Um, Honestly, Dom Toretto. Too serious. <laughs> Fucking it, it A. Gets so, it gets so heavy so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also on the Nightmare, it would be Jarhead from We Are Your Friends. <laughs> Just he's too intense. He's on your nightmare team. Yeah, I he he's he's too full on for me. I can just see it. Like I've, I've I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it. I wouldn't like sort of participate on the same wavelength as him, but I would enjoy being around it. And um, I think Charlotte Goldenblatt was also on the nightmare blunt rotation. I think a, a, a joint she, with should wig out a joint with Charlotte Jarhead and Dom Toretto is about as bad a time as I can imagine. Fuck. Yeah, really strong picks there. Really strong. Um, I love yeah, this so the question. Janitor and uh, well, fr- fucking Cipher. I don't want to be in a blunt rotation with yeah, Cipher. Okay. She's a psycho. John, probably yeah, you got the janitor from Grown Ups too. You've got Cipher. Yeah, Cipher from uh, the Fast <laughs> Universe. Dom Torito is such a good pick. Um, so I guess that leaves me with, I don't want to be with fucking lamb and soft, you know, Yeah. not in a, not in a blunt rotation scenario. Fuck that dude. Okay. He'd just talk about, he'd try and bring his mum, you know? So Kevin James is out. Okay. He's in my nightmare team. Dream blunt rotation for me. Uh... Roman, nice. I think he'd have. I think we'd have. He's he's exhausting, but I think we'd have some laughs. Yeah, he would be funny. He'd be cracking jokes. Yeah, Roman. He seems cool too. He seems like of all the characters that we have visited in all the enterprises, I think he's the most likely one to actually like know good weed. Yeah, and good weed etiquette. Steve. Steve Bushimi. No, Steve. From uh, Sex in the City. Oh, yeah, good choice. And good I choice. think I'm going to take Steve actually. So after at the end of just like that. So I'm actually taking Steve um, after Miranda has left him. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's really kind. I'm too. assuming not only is that a nice choice, it's really kind. He's choice. done a bit of healing, but I think we could have a good time. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like, and I can't do it because I've just, I've just asked Steve, so I couldn't ask Shay. But there is a huge temptation to get Shay Diaz. Diaz. I mean, I that 
Shave probably they probably belong in the nightmare blunt rotation, but yeah. Um, so instead, I'll reach back into off. Oh, obviously, David Spade. Yeah, but it's you know it's Higgins. Yeah, yeah, Higgins. Um, is, but Higgins is so close. I to think Spade. I've actually got a pretty weird session going on there because like what I'm you know like I reckon Higgins and um Higgins and Roman would get along real well because they're real quippy. They love joking I, and stuff. Yeah, that's true. But I think Steve could slot into that. Like he, do, you know, he doesn't have to keep up. But I think he could be the He'd guy. Enjoy it. Yeah, every yeah. every comedian needs an audience member. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. So he could. Serve Honestly, really, like that is a really fun question. I felt like I was in a theme park, walking past all of these different like um, draw cards. <laughs> that was a really delightful question. So thank you, Michelle. Well done, Michelle. And uh, and that's our show. Thank you so much for joining us for family time. Um, you are in our family. That's how yeah. this works. And you are also and in our dream blunt rotation. Yes. Yes, you are. Um, if you uh, don't support us on Substack, twiwat.substack.com, and you would like to, guys just showed his nips to camera. So <laughs> let me bait the hook with that tasty little morsel. <laughs> I'm stretching. And uh, and we would love to see you at our forthcoming shows in the Oceania mm. region of the world. Please. And that's that's about it for me. Yeah. You want to give everyone some life advice to end on, Guy? Uh, it feels scary, but sometimes you got to trust the, trust the ropes, trust the carabiner. Just sit down, let the zip line take you home. It's the only way down. It's the worst idea. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.